0: Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Kimona. And this is Rebels Advocate, the podcast where we break down the shit show
1: that is the current social climate and reframe the radical. Let's get started.
0: Hi, Kimona.
1: Hello, Erin. How are we? We are doing wonderful. Ooh. A little sleepy, but wonderful nonetheless. Wonderful's is good. Mostly Very springy. Yes, it's it's sunny out, and I made myself like a fun little like sourdough toast, um, and that brought me joy. So I love sourdough. Wonderful.
0: Yum. Yes, it was yummy. Spring is here, and that means we are finally wrapping up this season it's been so prolonged because you know we changed this season's schedule to like every two weeks so it took a longer time but yeah we've pretty much like gone through the full year of episodes this season um so That's cool. So next week is going to be our season finale of season five. And then we will be taking a good chunk of the summer off, uh, like last year. So that's the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. But Patreon will still have um, regular and most likely weekly um, posts. So it's not like we're disappearing. Um, Not that we really ever do but um uh, <laughs> patreon will be the place to be uh in order to keep up with us during that break when there's not new episodes being
1: released on like the general platform so
0: just a little update for y'all
1: yeah it's been i can't believe it's the end of, it's it's coming to the end of season five that's wild thank you all for being here with us for the ride um and you know I hope you guys get a, a little bit of a, of a rest in these months ahead as well. Summertime is a great time for taking some breaks and slowing down um, if you can. I know that for me, it'll be my slower season. So I am looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it'll be slower for me too. Um, yeah. So we will, we'll see. I mean, yeah, this, I mean, every like new season has been just very season as in like actual seasons. Um and, like quarterly periods of time for me have been so different since leaving full time work and starting school again and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, I feel like that's gonna just kind of be my life for the next <laughs> couple years of your, like that nothing's ever gonna be like a similar routine. But um yeah this summer is a little bit slower.
1: Ooh, we love we love time for rest um yeah rebels love rest i want that too do i want that on a t-shirt maybe i'll think about it um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah before we you know really head into our rest there's a lot of things going on in the world right now um And so it's important for us to kind of talk about them and I think reframe a little bit how we're thinking about these things uh, because I've seen a lot of posts circulating, you know, particularly on Instagram where like someone will post something and then everyone's putting it on their stories where it's just focusing on all the bad things that are happening uh, and then that's it. That's the post. It's just this is all of these things are happening and you should know about them. Um, But then there's no call to action. There's no information on what we can do about it. And it effectively can end up leaving us feeling powerless. And when we submit to that, when we accept this feeling of powerlessness, everyone loses.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's no news that we are big against this, like, doomism attitude we like to look at things from like an optimistic lens because that's how action forms like we we can't garner a whole team of people and radicalize the world if our mentality is that things can't be fixed and Mm -hmm. that we can't do enough and one person can't change the world and you know that mentality like really getting sucked into this doomist or nihilistic attitude really affects the movement. And, you know, and not to say that we aren't entitled, especially when like these things like legislation and such are like directly impacting our lives or our loved one's lives or just anyone that you stand in allyship with. Um, And it's okay. And we should like be able to mourn and grieve those things and be mad and like have these, emotions, but it's like, it's to know when, like, okay, I, I sat with my feelings and now it's time to to work, to do the, do the thing. And I think that that's something like we just continuously encourage, um, especially when we get into these times where it's like, it's not just one thing. It's not like, oh, there's a million climate doomism um, rhetoric out right now. It's, oh, there's lots of LGBTQ um, legislation. Et cetera, et cetera. Like, we're in a time period where, like, literally everything, <laughs> it feels like there's not a single thing that's not being touched right now that's affecting so many people. Um, and it can affect so many aspects of our way of life. Um, but again, that's like even more to say, like, we, we got to feel our feelings and then get to work.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's important that we emphasize, you know, the part where you're allowed to feel your feelings. Like, we're not saying you need to subscribe to some toxic positivity mindset where everything is fine all the time. Like, no, we're acknowledging that a lot of the times it does feel like everything sucks and it it is a hard weight to carry. But the problem is when you get stuck there and when that is the only thing that you are willing, not willing, the only thing that you're seeing. And it can be hard to break ourselves out of that pattern, especially with the way, you know, the algorithm on every social media app is. Um, We've heard the terms doom scrolling coined in recent years because a lot of the times it's like just a constant stream of negative information. Um, But really doing our best um, in terms of what we post Right, that's something that we can control of how we're sharing information. I try to share if I come across a post that's, you know, actually has action items on what you can do. I will always share that before I share something that's just listing the things that are happening in the world, um, because we have to actively combat the doomism and the powerlessness.
0: Right, and we we want to be spreading those messages and that information because it's not enough to like stand in our allyship, to be just like acknowledging the things that are in the world, like staying informed is important, but it's not enough, especially when these things are literally impacting the livelihood of so many people. Like it's it's not something to be passive towards. So, you know, the whole purpose of sharing on uh, social media, especially from like an activist lens is to be able to share to your network things that they might not see. Um, So they're not following the accounts to get that information. And like from me and Kimona's perspective, we want that like our network and those other people to see that is like, this isn't just the things that are happening. These are the things that you can do because that's what we want to encourage the action and spread the message of like giving people some like ideas of how to like get out of that rut and what can I do? Because especially when so many things are going on, it really feels like there's just so many options. Where do I even start? Um, and spreading that is really important so that those those ideas and those things that are especially like being taken from experts or the people that are the organizers and those kinds of things that the right um, action items are being spread. Um, so I think that's like an important aspect of the material that you're
1: sharing and engaging with. Absolutely. And I think, so to, to jump into some examples um, and and really think about what we can do moving forward. I mean, the big thing that people have been talking about recently is the quote unquote TikTok ban, um, which, you know, at first, I'm not going to lie, when it came out, it's like, Ugh, when are they not going like, to try and ban TikTok? Like this happens over and over again. You know, there's always, like, this little chatter about getting getting rid of TikTok and blah, 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 blah. But this one, this time, it's a, it's a little bit different.
0: <laughs> and, it's very different. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we were talking about it at first because, like, I wasn't paying attention in depth yet when it was first coming out because I was, like, I don't really care. Like, obviously, I use TikTok and like TikTok and think it's a beneficial thing thing but I'm like I, like if it gets banned it, it's just a social media platform like I don't really understand um, why people would care but this is another good example and we've seen this in legislation a lot in the last couple years of like putting like a big, name, especially like a colloquial name that's being spread amongst people to like mask what the underlying things of the bill are. Um, And you might remember that we talked about things like this during the Roe uh, Roe v. Wade overturning. It's that there were so many other precedents being said um, by like having these other (laughs) underlying mechanisms within that bill. It's not just about abortion rights. It's about privacy and it's about you know these kinds of things that we take for granted, um, and that's really what's happening with the TikTok ban as well. There's a lot of underlying mechanisms that can change the way our world looks like, and the rights that we have, and the access that we have, and it's really daunting and important that like we acknowledge that you know what we're 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 smart, we don't want legislators to treat us like we're idiots and be putting these like big names and hiding things within the bills we need to say hey we know exactly what's going on we see what you're doing and it's not okay um and there are more nuances to like the banning of tiktok itself than just like oh an app is gone a social media app is gone um so that's important to think
1: about well
0: what we talk about this a bit more
1: Yeah, definitely. So this, this bill, it's um, actually referred to its real name is the Restrict Act. Um, And it was proposed in the Senate on March seventh, twenty 2023. And basically, it's the idea is that it will authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries and for other purposes. That's a little excerpt from Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, But what's really important here is that it does so much more (laughs) than just ban TikTok. And in fact, the ban on TikTok itself is not written into the text of this bill at all. Like TikTok is not mentioned. Um, Its parent company, ByteDance, is not mentioned. So it's not, it's really interesting that we've gotten to the point where it's just being referred to as the TikTok ban. Because that makes it seem like it's um, very narrow in its scope. When that's not it at all. It has a wide scope. Um, And that's the part that's really scary about it. Because really what it aims to do is hand over so much power to the government in terms of like what what we're allowed to do on the internet and what they're allowed to see of what we're doing I've seen a lot of people compare it to um what was it called the I want to say it was the Patriot Act where um that allowed for like surveillance of mm, yeah. U.S. citizens right yeah okay i was like i think that's the right name but i, I couldn't remember i didn't write i mean that. i
0: could be just saying yes and because
1: it sounds familiar to me but i trust you <laughs> Yeah, and even if that's not the name, like I'm sure you'll be able to find it if you just like Google. You know what was the bill that allowed surveillance on U.S. citizens? You know, and it's all done with this idea of like protecting um, the United States from foreign adversaries and from quote unquote terrorism and blah 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 blah. But what we what's really important for us to to know is how much censorship comes through something like this Um, Yeah, the
0: the patriot act is the act that enabled investigators to gather information when looking into the full range of like terrorism related crimes Mm -hmm. so that was why it set such a precedent because it was from it was george w bush after 9 11. it was -hmm. like almost immediate like it was originally published october 26 2001 so like right after
1: right yeah Um, thank you thank you for fact checking me (laughs) gotta gotta do the thing Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people have been drawing similarities there. But this it, it's wild, because basically, it would, it would give the Secretary of Commerce, like, pretty much sole authority to take whatever measures they deem appropriate to deal with whatever are, quote, unquote, identified risks. And the problem here is that this bill particularly doesn't like distinctly outline, you know, what kind of measures are appropriate? Um, what are these quote unquote risks? So that's like, oh my goodness, the, like there's such a, a broad application. I think what
0: scares me the most about that is that like the secretary would be able to like develop their own team, like mm-hmm. internally. Um, and if, that's not like the first thing, like we, we see that like there's different like cabinets and stuff that are chosen um, by like after internal like internal voting. Um, And it's scary because I think that like the average person imagines that our government is really based on this like democratic vote and that like we, the people have a say and we're the ones who get to decide these things and that we're picking um, congressmen and senators and presidents that are going to have our best interests in mind but we're not choosing we have no say in this. Um, it's not the majority of people that support this. It's not even that like it's any elected officials, like it's a person with within the system that is choosing anyone that they want. And that can be a dangerous and slippery slope, especially like when we're not acknowledging how the internal mechanisms of this really works. Um, and I think especially like elect, like not that I really believe that that many elected officials have your best interest at heart, but I think it's a really like that, like ethical standard that like isn't necessarily enforceable, but it's expected. It's like an unwritten rule for elected officials is not the same kind of grounds that you have. Like when you're not someone who, you know, ran and won and, did an oath and things I I just don't believe necessarily that the people that are chosen will live by that same ethical honor code um and again that's not to say that like this necessarily like if they are elected that they do and it's a big difference but I, I do think there is a difference
1: yeah definitely because you know I think it could even be argued that it that having so many of these just like appointed people being able to make large decisions is the antithesis of democracy right the whole of our of the the makeup of our government is supposed to be representation by the people for the people right and and this is the
0: these are the things that like the average person doesn't know Mm -hmm. like And I think a lot of these like MAGA type people that like are so for America and democracy and the way that like America was meant to work, don't know these nuances of which like what you're claiming to love so much of America isn't even how decisions are made. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if they could like wake up to that fact, a lot of them wouldn't really be on board for the things that they say. Amen. And, and we're the sheep. And we're the sheep. <laughs> I digress. I mean, and it's not to say, like, there's plenty of liberal people who, like, will spew things out all day. Like, they know everything about political science and don't know these nuances. So, like, it's totally not just, like, a, it's everyone. It's not a bipartisan issue, like, different um, or Republicans or whatever. But, yeah.
1: No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, like, like ugh, there's just, like, so much. Um, that we could really dive into here about the the bill itself and and how it's problematic but the basis here to take away is that it is much more than just a TikTok ban and that's why you should care about it uh even if you don't care about TikTok itself being banned like like Aaron said earlier it is far more than that it's far greater than that um, and I've seen a lot of people just start getting like, ah, we're going to lose TikTok, like, blah, 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 this is so scary, um, and not anything that we can actually do about it. So let's talk about what we can do, because this, while is it's a scary, and we have to acknowledge that, it has not passed yet. Like, they just began, you know, really talking about it, and we had the CEO of TikTok um, actually being... Is the word interrogated officially? I don't know, but basically that's what it was. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's officially that. But I don't like, feel like interrogated's the word. <laughs> probably not, but like that's definitely what some of these Congress people thought they were doing. Um, I also, if you needed that, really a laugh, thinking they were on the CIA. <laughs> no, like truly oh my goodness, if you need a laugh, I highly recommend going like onto TikTok (laughs) and finding some of the clips um, that people have been circulating of some of these Congress members just not understanding, you know, like the basics of how- They don't know how to read.
0: They don't read the bills. They don't read the bills. This is literally what they do. Like what we're saying, like they just hear like TikTok man, and they're making their own assumptions. Like they're not looking at the nuances of the bill
1: at all. I genuinely don't believe that half of them read it. It's true. Like, that's, this happens all the time. Like, there are frequent... Don't there's talk like- on things that you don't know. Like, that's just... Exactly, because... <laughs> Hello. There's been many a time where, like, 50-page bills have been passed within hours of everyone receiving them. You know they did not read those in full. Like, problematic.
0: It's, just it's all not the-, the terms and conditions on Apple.
1: Like, you, you can't just not read it. <laughs> It's really wild, but truly, it's, like, some of them were, like, literally asking questions about if TikTok tracks the dilation of your pupils um, to see, like, what things you like watching to, like, to to make the algorithm more targeted, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you're
0: just on cocaine when you're watching (laughs) TikTok. I don't,
1: like, I don't understand but yeah it's it's wild and so it's also like really interesting because i'm wondering truly how many of these people just heard tiktok ban and then that's it They're, they yes. literally it's just tiktok mm-hmm. right which is yeah um so one major thing you can do is obviously contact your representatives because this has not passed yet it's actively in conversation um and so you can give them a call um, but if you're like me and you have phone anxiety, you don't have to call them. Uh, so Rinstar on TikTok, uh, they made a, a wonderful, lovely little video that was basically the lazy girl's guide to contacting your representative, um, which was wonderful. So step one, obviously you got to find your reps. So you can go to house.gov and click the find your reps uh, button. You put in your zip code. It tells you who your representative is um or who your representatives are you know there's more than one uh but (laughs) you figure out who to contact after that you can go to their website they should have a contact tab and the vast majority of them will just have like a uh contact me like right like an area where you can just like write up a little a little email message to them um i've done this before with president joe biden i (laughs) i don't Fully remember which issue it was, but I've, I've contacted representatives before. Yeah, I for it's sure. it's so easy, um, so
0: easy. And there so- are a lot of people out there who like do the work of like making an email template, basically like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any for like this specific issue, but it would probably wouldn't be hard to find. And like those people will usually be like, the link is in their bio. You click on it, and it auto-populates into your email all of the um representatives to contact and like the message it's it's pretty cool it is although although I would encourage that if you do something like that to change some of the verbiage because especially like those first couple of sentences because having it be like a little more novel um helps people like people read it Mm -hmm. um, and remember it so I I would encourage that as well instead of people like oh this is the same message I just got 60 times
1: right and so it doesn't so it doesn't get blocked by spam filters as well. But this That's is it. where uh, Rin actually made a really good recommendation um, because, you know, chat GPT, AI is all up everywhere right now. Um, so if you don't feel like typing a whole email and you don't have a link for someone who already has that email, you can literally go into chat GPT and ask it to write a letter to my state representative opposing the restrict act or opposing the potential TikTok ban, blah, 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 blah it will generate a properly formatted little letter for you. And then, you know, of that course- That scares me. <laughs> I don't like that. You no know, AI is terrifying. Um, and that's like a whole other conversation to have too, because it's like, we can't just- ugh, AI is terrifying in so many ways. But this is- like, please just- proofread that before you send it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the, the final step it's is like to edit it um... and make sure it's, you know, all proper and correct. Because you can tell when things are- purely written by ai and not edited at all it's like those like videos of people who like write get like movie scripts they're
0: like write a movie about this and they read it and they're like they're very funny um but (laughs) but i do like that that is like a a mechanism like a way to use ai for something that like gets more people to do things like if, if we have little obstacles and barriers that people prevent like preventing people from contacting their representatives in this case it's like okay you have phone anxiety write an email you don't want to take the time to write an email. You can do this. Like, um, as organizers and activists, like we have to anticipate the obstacles that people are going to Mm -hmm. have and to encourage more people to do it. Um, and contacting your representatives is really like an important aspect because it really is the antithesis of what we we were saying previously of like these like appointed officials within the system that aren't representing your voice and This way, you are getting your voice directly heard to your representative, who is the one who was elected to literally do that, to represent your voice and the things that you're saying. So this is kind of the most direct way to have our opinions accounted for um, in this bill. Similarly, like when people do really large uh, petitions, like I think there's some, I, I, I saw something recently that said like, a petition that was, like, 100,000, like, people signed on a petition was, like, warranted a response from the White House. Um, I don't know, like, obviously, that's just, like, a video I saw regarding something, so I don't know, like, if that's, like, factual, (laughs) Um, and I don't know where that number came from, but, like, at some point, there is, like, a lot of voices, it's going to come across um, somebody important's desk. So like numbers do
1: matter. Absolutely. And especially when we're using a mix of emails and like for those of us who don't have phone anxiety, like give a call because I mean, you're not going to be talking to your representative directly when you call, it'll be like uh, an intern or staff member who answers the phone, but they still do have to log that that call was made about whatever topic, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, so if we're all doing this, if we're all contacting our representatives, like something, we will at least be partially heard, you know? Um, And because this hasn't gone through yet, because it's still in that phase of people discussing it, of, you know, representatives having their their time to ask different people questions, um, it's an important time to make our voices heard. I, I also think it's important to note that with using something like ChatGPT that can help, you know, break the barriers. You can also ask it, like, uh, to be a little bit more specific. Um, if your representative is like a Republican, um, you can change the phrasing of the request to make sure that it's writing something um, that's in opposition of the Restrict Act from a conservative point of view to make sure it mentions those you know buzzwords and things that they love. Because at the end of the day, it, it actually is interesting when you think about it because the Restrict Act shouldn't be something that conservatives are a fan of because it gives more power to the government. Um, exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like it shouldn't. It, it, shouldn't. it they, doesn't they,
0: align they, with they, the values that they claim to have. <laughs> Which is why I swear that they don't read it. Exactly. Um, and all these tips are going to be, like, outlined on our show notes on our website. Um, I'm thinking, like, as we're saying this, like, maybe we should be the ones that have a template ready for you on our website. You know what? I love it. So I think if you're going that route and you, like, want, you want someone like someone else to do the, like, work for you, um, we'll put that out there so that you can send it in an email. And adjust it. Yeah, it's because it, I'm gonna problem. make Kimona do it, but it'll be a rebels thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't have homework to
1: do. <laughs> or you, could, or or you could type it in the GP chat. Oh, I was fully gonna use Chat GPT to help. Well, I you. think I think that that's also like I've never done that. I, I do kind of just like want to see what it generates. <laughs> right. It's it's so interesting. I, I'm I need to play around with it more because I just want to see you know, what it's like, and better to know the tools that are out there, Uh, Mm -hmm. because, like, we're not going to stop AI, so we need to learn how it works. Um, And that's a whole other conversation. I'm not going to dive too far into it, because I have other things that I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, you know how I can get lost on a tangent. Yes, (laughs) yes, that's kind of our thing. Um, Yeah, so make sure you're out there contacting your representatives. We can stop the TikTok ban. Um, Yeah. The other thing that has been all over the news recently um, is all of like the anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ uh, legislation that has been happening all over the United States. Um, so, like, if you have somehow missed this, you gotta be living under a rock or something because it has been all over the place. Um, in the specific, so many states. Yeah, yeah. So many states. The specifics vary, of course, by state to state. Um, but it's it's very much there. And as cis people, I think it's a really important moment for us not to just be good allies, but to take every extra mile that we can to be outstanding ones. We talk especially about- since
0: we had it was Transgender Day of Visibility the other day. You know, it's easy to again like share these posts that are like saying that you're in support of it but like how are we showing up like our trans siblings are literally like so many people could die from this children are gonna die suicide rates are gonna be through the fucking roof and we and we've said this a million times before on the way that like allyship shows up if we're in the privileged position and like come and i are cisgender people like we are in the position of power here to get our voices heard because for whatever freaking reason of the way that the world is operates, like the people, the oppressed people, no one wants to hear that. Like no one, no one listens to the oppressed. They only care once the white people start talking, once the men start talking, once the cisgendered people talk, start talking. Like, so it is our duty. Like we cannot show up and say, that we are trans allies if we are not trying to make a difference in this
1: um, and actually taking these steps towards like action items. Absolutely. Um, so, first and foremost, are you following trans creators? Are you listening to and uplifting their voices? There are plenty of them out there and they are doing- Especially
0: in in these scenarios, we need to be listening to the people that it affects the most. What do (laughs) they want us to do? And stop stop assuming that we have like their best interests at heart and we know what to do. We should be doing what transgender people want. (laughs) So having those voices like be a part of your daily um, consumption of media, like- we need to make sure that like our allyship is representing the people it affects the most.
1: Absolutely. And we'll make sure to li- to link and list a, a bunch of um, trans creators uh, that we follow uh, who do a great job of speaking about important issues, um, as well as just our like, fun people to follow. Uh, but it- it's important that we're not taking the space in trying to lead this charge, but that we are in, in the spaces. I saw a post recently, um, from Dylan Mulvaney. Um, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, of great TikTok fame and popularity recently. Cause she, she started, you know, the day one of girlhood, like the days of girlhood series, um, documenting her transition. Uh, but she posted recently about, um, just like how we can speak up in spaces where trans people may not be present because they're not going to be in every room with us if you're especially if it's not like a safe place for exactly exactly so in in those spaces where it may not be safe for a trans person to be there and be able to to speak up for trans rights it is our job our duty to speak up on on behalf of trans people, on behalf of furthering, you know, trans rights and and LGBTQ plus rights as a whole. Um, even the, the, the little things as conversations with family members that are hard to have, trust me, I know, but it is important nonetheless that we take the time to change individual minds because this anti-trans rhetoric is what is boosting the this legislation being able to pass so we we have to, as cis people, as people with privilege, it is our job to stand up and be good allies right now.
0: And I, I just want to say, like, on that note, especially of, like, if you're going to start consuming or you already do, like, from creators, trans creators, and it's important that you're having a, a diverse um, community of voices and that the trans people that you're following are not solely white creators Mm -hmm. it's really important especially like i saw this like just great video of um a white trans woman uh speaking out at a new york city rally about like how important it is that like we keep the black lives matter movement at the forefront of trans rights because trans liberation doesn't and cannot happen without black liberation and it's essential because and if like that's hard for you to conceptualize like black trans folks are the most in danger by this legislation Mm -hmm. and you know so like I encourage you to really reflect like if you are taking the active steps to like follow people that are trans or non-binary um and making sure that like it's not just the Dylan Mulaney's not the and like not the popularized and like sugar-coated versions as well like I think it's really important that you're having diverse representation and like that the reason that you're following them too like is with the intention of like hearing their voices Mm -hmm. and amplifying what matters not just like they're an entertaining person to follow to you um so, like, if you're going to take those actionable steps, like, and for this reason, you have to have those things into account. So, like, it's it is not enough to just follow white trans creators. Um, so, make sure that you're following people of color, trans creators, Black trans creators in particular, um, disabled trans creators, Black disabled trans creators. Like, that intersectionality is really, really essential um, because, again, like, we're we're representing a lot of people here and we are going to represent their, like their voices. It's not enough to amplify uh, like what is only good for white trans folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to make sure that we're having that, uh, like if we're going to amplify their voices and make sure that like we're doing enough, like we have to make sure that we're hearing the opinions and the experiences of so many diverse people. Um, so that's something, I mean, obviously do account for in like any situation, but Um, it has been something that I've seen acknowledged as like a problem that like it's not being talked about like once again whiteness is at the forefront Um, so it's important as white cisgender people that we're really um, taking that into account and keeping Black Lives Matter movement at the forefront of this like it goes hand in hand.
1: Absolutely Um, and then in addition to making sure that we're listening to trans people and everything that Aaron just said, I think it's important that we know what's happening across the states um, and particularly, you know, taking that moment to check in on what's happening in the state that you're in. Um, So I'll link uh, the ACLU has a lovely like map where they're they're tracking um, anti-LGBTQ bills across all, all of the states, um, and I was just looking at it, and I was like surprised to see some bills in New Jersey, um, so, you know, making sure that we're aware that it's not just the really high-profile ones that are happening, right. um, and because- also, like, to
0: account, like, that's, like, yeah. New Jersey's a blue state, like, it's not all about, like, oh, these antiquated states and people that don't understand, they're not living in 2023, like, it's seeping into everything, so don't think that like you're exempt because you live in New York or you live in a more liberal state or like it's, you're not
1: protected by proximity. Yeah. That's like, it, it's important. And look, like, you know, even like, I was having a moment. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize these things were happening. And so this is another example of where you can contact your legislation. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to say representatives because I don't like that word. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> too too <laughs> many syllables. There's Too many syllables. Too many little L's. L's. Yeah, I can't do it. But this is a great <laughs> example of where you can contact your reps because, you know, you can go on this this little map and we'll link it of course you can see what specific bills are happening in your state and then from there you can figure out you know who you need to contact um like what area of government is it will show you even like who is um co-signing these these bills so really important for us to make sure that you know we're doing everything that we can do um and then to also add in a lovely little positive note, um, in addition to the call to donate to groups that are, you know, particularly like led by trans activists who are-
0: And mutual aid funds.
1: Yes, and mutual aid funds. Um, over this past weekend, two uh, trans TikTok creators, uh, Mercury Stardust and Alluring Skull raised- I think it was over two million dollars for gender affirming care by doing like a 30 hour live stream um and that was that was like absolutely wonderful and magical to see you know power they just, of the people the power of the people like this if anything i wanted to, to highlight this in this moment because one you know following the lead of trans folk doing the work like this was their like the, 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 like they are figuring out where the money needs to go, um, a mix of like mutual aid and specific uh foundations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's amazing because their their original goal was one million and they surpassed it like be- double it. <laughs> yeah, before they even um were halfway through their 30 hours, they had hit one million. Cool. And so they're like, we're gonna go for two. Um, and so it, it's just, it's wonderful to see and a good reminder of that when we work together and when we really sit with community and work as a community and have each other's backs, we can make positive changes in in our reality. And I want everyone to sit with that and remember that.
0: Yeah, I think that's that, that's really the message we're sending is that we have to take the next step. We have to do the actions and promote the actions, share those messages. Uh, Because at this point, as it progresses more and more, it's just simply not enough to be informed. Um, Although that's a great step and we should make sure that everyone's informed, not to discredit that entirely. But, you know, just over time, Kimona and I have like really been saddened um, and disheartened by the fact that like so much of the rhetoric that's being spread, like even on the like more positive end in in terms of like people that are actually talking about it has been from such a negative light. Like the world sucks. Everything's terrible. We're failing all these things, which are true. Um, But like that. Okay. So what do we do? Mm -hmm. How do we fix this? We need to get the momentum up and, and radicalize and get our people. Like that's, that's the work of a rebel. And we need, we wanted to have make sure that that conversation was being had in this space um, so that we can like encourage more of that optimism and uh, motivation to do something and remember that we can enact change and that our voices do matter, um, especially in large numbers. So it, it, this is like more of an episode of encouragement of like, there's there's a lot of going on and it's scary and it's alarming and you don't want to do anything you want to crawl in a hole, but we can't. So I'm really proud that we have such a community that, like, I believe can like really foster these things, and that the people listening to this podcast like do want to do something, or have, or are going to. So, all of our show notes are obviously going to include these resources, and it'll be um, like I said that we're going to try to put up a um, like the steps and potentially a template of what you can send to your representatives um, and different creators that you can start following if you don't know where to start. Um, and again, just like really be aware of like the things that you're consuming. Like if you're noticing that you're only getting this doomism lens, like seek it out. Um and if you're noticing like, oh, I do follow a trans creators, but you know, they all look like Aaron. I was gonna say look like me, but like <laughs> but yes, like specifically me. <laughs> They're all white. Um, but you know, that kind of thing is really essential to like really changing the way we're consuming media like we have to we know the algorithm works like if we're only gonna like see and consume a specific type of thing and engage with a specific type of thing like you're not gonna see the other side um so yeah this is really just like a a space of encouragement and action and you know we we can do more and so let's do it
1: yeah absolutely Absolutely. And if you'd like to, you know, join us in, in community and in doing this work, I mean, first and foremost, Patreon. Become a patron. Um, we'll be over there, you know, doing the thing. You'll get to read our newsletters, interact with us more uh, closely. Um, join us. Join us over there. It's my lovely, my lovely... Not that that wasn't the phrasing I was going for, but, you know, I guess that's what my brain wants to say. It's a lovely little, little pocket of community on the internet is what I was going for. <laughs>
0: All right. It's yours. <laughs> it's hours.
1: I know. <laughs> hours. <laughs> um, But if Patreon is not where you are just yet, Uh, feel free to follow us on Instagram at rebelsadvocatepod, on Twitter at rebelsadvpod, and you can find us on the general interwebs at rebelsadvocatepod.wordpress.com.
0: Thanks so much for being here with us this season. We'll have our season finale in two weeks, uh, Tuesdays, and then we'll be taking that big break off. So the best way to be with us, obviously, during that time will be through social media uh, and definitely Patreon. So keep in touch there and make sure that you refer to our show notes and resources on our website to kind of follow up with all of the things that, you know, if you weren't taking notes during this episode. We are very grateful for you and very empowered by the things that we can do as Rebels, and we know that we can enact change. So let's get to it. All right. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.